Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to remember our dear friend, Personal Responsibility, who was such a pillar of our community, our country, and ourselves. Today, we pay homage with myself, the pastor of disaster, officiating the funeral, and Mr. Andy Frisella, the MF CEO, offering a memorial and a tribute. That's today's podcast. Damn right. Make sure you have your Kleenexes, motherfuckers. What's up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're listening around your children, probably not a good idea. Um, what is the MFCEO project? Well, the MFCEO project is a project that we started a few, uh, actually it's close to a year now ago, uh, to basically bring out the information needed to people that is not based around fluff, rainbows, care bears, fuzzy little creatures, or anything that makes you feel good and not tell you the truth. Okay, what are you going to get here? You're going to get the fucking truth. You're going to get the reality. You're going to get real information that's going to help you improve and take control of your life. But Andy, I'm not a CEO. Why do I need to listen to your podcast? Because, motherfucker, are you not the CEO of your own life? That's what this is about. Today, we're going to talk about something that is right in the middle of the core values of why we started this podcast. Personal responsibility. It used to be back in the day, everything in our lives was a result of the things that we did. Our grandpas and grandmas, they understood that if they worked hard, they got a result. If they planted a crop, they harvested the crop. Today, it's not that way anymore. We're going to talk about what the fuck is wrong with people. And, and if you're one of these people who can't comprehend the concept of personal responsibility, we're going to figure out what the fuck's wrong with you and fix it. Yeah, we're not, we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to actually hold a funeral service for personal responsibility. I mean, are you game? Hey, man, it's long overdue, honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a you know, former pastor, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to officiate at this funeral service, and uh, it's going to be fun. All right, so what are we doing, man? Well, you know most funerals start with you know sharing a word or two about about the dearly departed. So I thought I'd get you to talk about this this great person, personal responsibility, this great entity who has made such an impact in our lives, such a such, such a difference to all of us. And I, I want you to share what you believe um, the difference that personal impact, excuse me, personal responsibility has made in the lives of well, really the whole world. Well, I mean, let's take a look around and, and look at the country which most of us listening here are living in, okay? The United States of America. I know we have a lot of foreign listeners too, but for the sake of right now, we're going to talk about our country, all right? When people first came to our country, there were no infrastructure, there was no roads, there were no banks, there wasn't shit. It was a fucking forest with some people in it that we had to figure out how to get along with or deal with or create things with and whether or not you have your opinions on how this was all created. You fucking live here. And if you don't like it, fucking move. But here's the reality. People didn't come to America and say, Oh man, it's up to so-and-so to fucking build these roads. Oh, it's up to so-and-so to create these buildings. Oh, it's up to, so no, we fucking did it ourselves. Okay. So when you take about personal responsibility, 
that comes down to a every single thing that you use in your daily life now is based around somebody saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to take care of that. All right. We don't have that anymore. Today, right. everything is, oh, well, I need to call so-and-so. And if I, you know, spill hot coffee on my lap, it's fucking McDonald's fault. No, it's not McDonald's fault. It's your fault for being a fucking idiot. Right. Okay. This, this is the problem with America right now. Everything is everybody else's fault. Everything is the government's fault. Everything is the neighbor's fault. Everything is the peer's fault. And if I don't like the way the things are, I'm going to whine. I'm going to cry. I'm going to bitch on Facebook. And then if I really don't like it, I'm going to fucking sue somebody. Right. That's, that's the problem right now. Okay. Um, every successful business that you look at, every enterprise in the history of America, or on earth for that matter, for you foreign listeners that are listening right now, has been built upon the idea of, you know what, here's a problem, and I'm going to take it upon myself to create something to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. All success, all, all, you know, every nice fucking car you see on the road, every nice house you see, those are all the results of personal responsibility decisions. But Andy, he inherited his money. Well, did his fucking dad inherit his money or his fucking grandpa, or did they take personal responsibility and build that shit too? Right. So my argument fucking wins, yours loses. Shut the fuck up. Right. All right? It built my business, personal responsibility. I didn't wait around for somebody to fucking hand me something and say, hey, here's this fucking business. You know, we, we said, hey, we're going to do this, and we're not going to let anybody stop us. We're not going to let anything stop us, and we fucking did it, all right? Um, <clears throat> and quite honestly, you know, it's the reason you're listening to this podcast at, at the end of the day because you guys who are listening um, come here for a, a breath of freshness that is not being communicated anywhere else, mm-hmm. okay? Is there other guys who communicate what we communicate here? Yeah, sort of, but nobody does it like we do it, no. you know? So it's made me who I am, right. you know? It's made me what I am. It's made everything, you know, I get a lot of credit because, dude, I don't fail much anymore. Every fucking thing I touch goes right. You know why? Because I took it upon myself to fucking start building shit when I was eight years old and failing and learning and reading and, and experimenting. And now, you know what? Usually I make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's personal responsibility. Everything good, everything great, everything that's ever been created comes from that space. Right. Okay? Right. So, so obviously I'm having a little fun here where we're, we're conducting a, a funeral. But let me back up just for a second because I, the reason we chose to do this is because this seems to be – this just this repeated thing again and again in America. It's oppressive. Nobody taking responsibility for their own actions. Always blaming somebody else. Blaming it on on some factor of their life. I, I, I I'm curious. How do you think we got to this point? Like what what were the factors that contributed to us being being here? Where we're, we're, we're actually like <clears throat> recognizing the demise of personal responsibility in America. You know. That's a good question, man. I think there's a lot of contributing factors. I think the ultimate contributing factor comes down to not wanting to... It starts with kids, mm-hmm. all right? And I feel like the, the, you know, the last generation of fucking kids that are now adults, early young adults, were brought up in a situation where people tried to soften the truth about what reality was, about whose fault things are, about how things play out. Um, you know, I always use the, the you know, participation trophy example, but, I mean, that's just one of many things. Right. You know, um, I think it comes from 
I think it comes from a place of like a good hearted place. Like it comes from like, Hey, I'm no, like, all right, nobody started this, this whole thing with bad intentions. They started with good intentions. You know, Hey, I love my kid. I love my son. I want them to feel good about themselves. I want them to feel like they accomplished something. I want them to, I want to build this self-esteem in them, but you can't do that by, by building it with things that aren't true. Right. You know, and eventually they find out that things aren't true and the self-esteem is a fucking glass house. And guess what? It breaks. Right. So um, I think that it started with, with, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I think it started with the idea of fairness and opportunity. And, you know, because let, let's face it, man, there has been a history in, in America where, you know, women, uh, blacks, you know, they didn't have the same opportunities as whites had. The whole history of America, and you can argue this all you want, and I'm not going to get into this big, deep discussion, but there's a history of America that has has uh, not allowed for opportunity equality, right? right? And I think in this search to fix equality and to create opportunity, and, and not based off race or gender or anything, just with everybody, you know, everybody deserves the same, We've created this situation where it's nobody's fault. Right. Where, where you know, if, if, you know, if you're black and you don't accomplish anything, it's because your ancestors were slaves. If you're a woman, you don't accomplish anything. It's because you didn't have any rights until the 60s. You know, if right. you're a white person and you didn't accomplish anything, it's because, you know, you got picked on in school yeah. or some other fucking excuse. Right. Right. There's always a thing to blame. And the difference is the people who make it and the people who don't are the people who say, you know what, that might be true, but I'm not fucking using that as an excuse. I'm going to move forward regardless. Right. And so I think the, the mentality of trying to fix all these things that are and make an idealistic world is what's created this situation of it's not my fault. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's... No, I think you're exactly I'm right. I'm riffing right now. No, no, no. Like, I'm I, trying to play it out in my brain. No, I, I think you're like, exactly right. Like, my short right. answer would be, like, uh, some fucking stupid soccer mom decided that they're not going to fucking give out trophies for winners anymore, which right. is partly true. Right. So the two things that you said that I thought just I totally resonated with was, one, you said it comes from a, a good-hearted place. Yeah. And I think the funny thing is, is that people... I think ultimately what it comes down to it is that they have a really screwed up definition of love. Like love is just like doing everything for somebody. It's it's always it's shielding them from any sort of challenge or heartache. It's making sure they never fail. And so I think there's a lot of people that think like, oh, you know, if he's struggling, I'm going to make excuses for him. And, and then that's loving somebody or that's that's showing them some sort of kindness. But the other thing you said, I love that you used the word equality. It's that we have a really screwed up mean, understanding of the word equality. Equality does not mean that everybody's the same. It mean, Equality, as our founding fathers meant it, is that they want everybody to have the right, the same access to different opportunities. But it did, n did not mean that literally everybody well, should, should be exactly the not same. Not only that, okay, the, even though the United States, and I'll be the first one to admit it, has been full of inequality opportunities for a long, you know, up until, you know, and some people argue when it stopped, but up until really the 60s, okay, mm -hmm. overcompensating to try to make to make up for the inequalities is not equality. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. and that's not gonna and that's not gonna fix anybody. You know what I mean? That's not gonna fix anything. If anything, right. it creates resentment. Right. 
Right. So, and I, I guess what I meant by that was is that everybody thinks that everybody deserves to be a millionaire, or everybody. You know, equality means that um, if you're a millionaire and Tyler or I am not, then somehow that's lack of justice. That is lack of justice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what people think. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think a lot of people think that. And I think back in the day, I mean, even when I was a kid, you know, it wasn't that way. Because I can remember being told by nearly everybody I was surrounded with, like, hey, you know, if we saw somebody who was successful, it was like, hey, dude, you know, that guy's that way because he worked his ass off. Right. You know what I mean? Now right. it's like, oh, that guy's fucking cheating the system or he's this or that. There's some kind of bullshit excuse. Right. So yeah. as so as as we commemorate the uh, the memory of personal res- responsibility, as I understand you correctly, you say that the way that personal responsibility has a- a- affected or impacted our lives is, you said basically it, it made America. It built every successful business or enterprise in the history of America or on earth. Uh, it, it built your business and really it made you who you are. Dude, not so- only that, Vaughn, it's built every strong family. Okay, mm-hmm. think about the families that it's created, the good, strong families, you know, the leaders of, of your family. If you're if you're a leader of a family and you're fucking blaming everybody else for the reason that you you fucking can't afford to put food on the table, dude, you're just fucking you're just creating that cycle over and over and over again. And every great family, the families that thrive and grow and the next generation, because like everybody, right, you want your kids to do better than you. I would mm-hmm. say most people feel that way. Mm-hmm. And if you want that to happen, you've got to take responsibility for instilling those values of personal responsibility, not only in your teachings, but in your own actions, you know? Right. And people don't do that. They sit around, they come home from work, they blame the fucking man about, you know, why they have to eat fucking ramen noodles. You know, it couldn't, it couldn't be that, you know, you drink fucking a 12-pack of beer starting at 4.30 every fucking day instead of actually, like, working to improve yourself as soon as you get off of work and move forward in life. It couldn't be that you spend your whole entire life watching The Fucking Walking Dead or whatever on TV. It couldn't be that, you know, you go play fucking softball five nights a week with your buddies. It couldn't be any of those things. It's the fucking man. Right. You see what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. And I should point out, too, because I know we're going to get emails about this. And yeah, fine, and let us get emails. I don't fucking give a but shit. if you follow us for any length of time, we're not saying that it's not appropriate sometime to help people out, to give them a... I mean, you're, you're very active in charity. You help people out. You do, you do different things. But there's a way to help somebody that actually in, empowers or... What's the word that people yes, use? Yes, that's the right word. Like, like it... it it empowers them to help themselves. And then there's another kind of help that basically just keeps them in the same place. I mean, it's, it's, it's an overused. No, dude, it's the Bible. It's fucking, you teach a man to fish or feed him a fish. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the the fucking Bible, right? I I don't think it's in the Bible, but it's inspired by the Bible. It's the difference between just giving, just giving somebody a fish or teaching them to fish. Right. right. Most people want to give the fish. Right. You know, because it feels good to give the fish, you know, Oh, I solved this person's problem. You know, Oh, my, my friend is, you know, $5,000 in debt, so I give him $5,000 to get him out of debt. And he's $5,000 in debt the next day again. Right. You know? Right. You don't solve things like that. Right. Because you know, it's it's, if people don't want to help themselves, right, you, exactly. you're not going to be able to help them. Exactly. So, so obviously, in keeping with this, uh, this whole concept of, of having a memorial service for personal responsibility, a lot of times memorial services have, you know, special readings from like, you know, scripture or something like that. So what I thought I'd do is a good time to introduce our 
the newest member of our crew. Do you want to introduce her or should I? No, you can. All right. So uh, we have with us our MF intern, whose name is Kelsey. Say hi, Kelsey. Hi, guys. So uh, basically, Kelsey approached us. Uh, your original uh, point of connecting with the, sh- with the show mm-hmm. was what? Um, I wanted to bring Andy to Maryville, and I'm still working on it because um, yeah. I go to school there. So that was the first connection reached out yeah. to Vaughn. And but what, what, what was the happen. obstacle to, to Andy speaking? Because, you know, Andy's a very highly sought-after yeah. speaker. Conservative assholes who <laughs> don't like the <laughs> F word. So... <laughs> Hey, man, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, but that's okay. Maybe someday soon. Um, so, yeah, you're going to be helping us with some different things. Uh, Kelsey is, um, uh, what year are you? A fourth year. Fourth year, okay. So you're, you're killing it. You're doing different things. But Kelsey's actually going to read. I'm going to have you read four quotes, and I, I'd love to just hear Andy's response to each one of these quotes. So you go ahead. Start the first one. Okay, well, we start with Confucius, who said, attack the evil that is within yourself rather than attacking the evil that is in others. Yeah, I mean, let's just scroll through Facebook. Let's pull a Facebook on the computer and scroll through and look at the percentage of people who can't have their own shit together that are working on criticizing somebody else or something else about society or themselves. I mean, that's just become commonplace, you know, I think especially with the with the massive role that social media has come to play, you know, we just I don't know I don't know if it's actually like accelerated or if it's just that we see it more, but mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, you don't have to look very hard for it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's again, it's always easier to criticize somebody else than to criticize yourself. And uh, what did you know? What did Michael Jackson say? Start with the man in the mirror or woman? I don't know. That's a great song. It's mm-hmm. actually my favorite hey, song. Everything starts there. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Next quote, Kelsey. All right. Um, This one is, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. Theodore Roosevelt. I don't have anything to add to that. (laughs) It's the truth. All right. (laughs) Just read the final one. The final one by the former president. Oh, we have a... I know. I skipped skipped Harry Potter. That was my favorite. Was it? All right. Go ahead and read that one. Okay. Um, there is an expiration date on blaming your parents for steering you in the wrong direction. The moment you are old enough to take the wheel, responsibility lies with you. All right, that this is actually this is a good one. Okay, yeah. how many J.K. People, Rowling, by the way? Yeah, yeah. how many? Pe- yeah, who? Who? How many? Shit! How broke was she when she decided that she was going to start taking responsibility for herself? I believe she was like super, super, super. Poverty situation. She was yeah. living in her car broke. Right. Yeah. And she with was no a, gas and she was in it broke. She was a mom, too. Now right? she's billionaire mm-hmm. status. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Dude, everything starts with taking responsibility. And let's let's be real. I didn't grow up with money in my family. I, You know, my dad was an alcoholic. My, my mom fucking beat me. My mom left. My dad left. Blah, 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 blah. How much do we fucking hear this shit? And it's accepted as an excuse. It's accepted. People say that shit, and other people are like, "Oh, you know what? It's it's a you know I that totally makes up for the the the, the fact of you being a total piece of shit." Mm-hmm. That's what people fucking do, right? You know, and and they sit there and they say, "Oh, you know, oh my dad, he used to spank me with a belt." Fuck, motherfucker! My dad used to beat me with a fucking piece of wire. You know what a piece? Now I want to talk about a piece of wire like Romex. I'm talking about a fucking piece of wire about an inch across. That could not bend. You know what I'm saying? Holy dude, cow. fuck, dude. I had you to know? pick out my own twig. 
I, yeah, we didn't do that too. But usually, we would laugh when they did the twigs. So yeah. we got the wire. Yeah. But the point is, until you're beat with a piece of fucking wire, shut the fuck up. You know, I'm tired of this shit. Mm-hmm. My parents, fuck you and your parents. It's you. Period. Next quote. All right. Ronald Reagan said, we must reject the idea that every time a law is broken, society is guilty rather than the lawbreaker. It is time to restore the American precept that each individual is accountable for his actions. Hey, you know what I think? Because there was like four million shootings. I think we should ban guns. Hmm. You know, because because the country's fucking obese, we should ban fucking forks and knives. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I think we should. Yeah. I think also I think we should I think we should ban like um you know we should ban books because it's an unfair advantage for the people who read them. Mm-hmm. So we don't want anybody to be unequal. So let's ban the books. And by the way, who does that sound like? Uh, banning books? Hitler? Yeah. Didn't exactly. Hitler do that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the yeah. mentality. You want everybody to be fucking equal, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's let's take away let's take away um you know, let's just take away everything. Let's make everybody drive the same car. You know, let's take away uh, alcohol, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, people. I don't know how that I was going with that. <laughs> you just want to suck the fun out of everything. Yeah. Like, let's just take away everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, hung out with uh, a couple of guys that came to the to the um, event last week. And uh, it was a great experience, but one of the things that I learned that I didn't know is that in Canada, because a guy from Canada told me this, in Canada, you have to get your meat done uh, well done. Like if you go to a restaurant, you have to get it done well done. And and I, I mean, again, nothing nothing to all you people in Canada, but the idea that the That's government gross. the government is going to tell you that you cannot uh, choose to have a rare or a medium, medium rare because they deem it as not healthy for you, that's insane. Like, I don't even... I, there's a lot of things Canada does really well, but, but I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. But see, I think that's what we're coming to, is that people aren't able to make their healthy decisions themselves, so we're just going to legislate it for them. Why would we legislate things to protect people that are too fucking stupid to make it on their own. Why would we do that? I have no idea. Why wouldn't we let those people just take care of themselves? You know? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, Andy, that's a really mean thing to say. That's the way the world was set up by God. The survival of the fittest, thinning of the herd, natural selection. I didn't fucking design that. You didn't design that. Who designed that? Fucking the universe, God, whatever you want to talk about. It's not mean, it's a fact. Right. So if that's good enough for the fucking world, how is it mean when I say that? Or when someone says, hey, quit making rules for the bottom 2% that the 98% have to live by and live down because of the bottom 2%. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that is where we're going to. We're making laws based around the bottom two to five percent of the United States in intelligence and in income, people who don't pay taxes, okay, to fix, quote unquote, fix the country. 
How does that make sense? This country was founded on fucking smart, intelligent, personally responsible people. And if we legislate everything for this fucking group of people that can't wipe their own ass for whatever fucking reason it is, we're only going to bring our whole rest of us to that point. And people can't get that because they have this big heart and they have like this bleeding heart, you know? Oh, but what are you saying? I'm saying let the motherfuckers figure it out and eventually half of those people will figure it out. All right? When you when you give them everything and when you can make, you know, a minimum when you can make enough money on government assistance that almost equals minimum wage, what's the incentive to work? What's the incentive to figure it out? What's the incentive to go to work and do better? There isn't. Right. But people want to keep giving and giving and giving and giving because they think it's the right thing. It's not the fucking right thing. You, it's the same thing as what we're talking about here with people's own kids. You know, they want to they protect the kid so they do things to keep them from all bad things in the world, which ultimately keeps them from experiencing those things, knowing how to deal with them and improving because of them, which makes your kid a dependent for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and people just don't think it through. They, they look at it like they're being extra moral by solving everybody's shit. No, you're being immoral by solving everybody's shit. I'm the moral motherfucker because I care about people actually learning and improving and moving forward. But, you know, if I say this shit on a stage in front of 50,000 people, you know, you, half the people walk out of there, God, he's heartless. Right. How am I heartless for thinking that? You know, I'm, I'm heartless because I want people to have a sense of independence and value and worth and skill that they have to learn by having to actually experience the real world as opposed to hide on, behind some government aid or fucking whatever it is. I mean, come the fuck on. You mentioned parenting and the connection is absolutely 100%. So Kasha and I uh, started going to some parenting class, which frankly took a little bit of a coaxing on my part for me to do that because there's so much crappy parenting out there. But but what's kind of amazing is that this this thing that we're going through, the whole point of it is to teach your kids personal responsibility and not to fix things for them. And they, they ought the 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 ladies that, that's teaching it is actually saying like, we want your kids to fail. And she used the example of most parents, if their kid uh, goes to the movies and comes home and says, oh, mom, I forgot, I, I, I forgot my, uh, my coat. Well, what do you do? The, the parent goes and, and goes back, you know, calls the movie theater, goes back to the movie theater and gets the coat. But their whole approach is, no, when your kid says that, you say, and this is amazing because literally it's word for word what your dad told you to say to like your employees when they couldn't figure this out. Literally, they're they're teaching us to say, "What are you going to do about what it? What are you going to do about it?" Right. What what do you, and and they, the first time this lady did this with her kids, she said her kids were like, "Well, what are you talking about? Well, you left the coat. What are you going to do about it?" And so as the as the gears started turning, the 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 kid was like, "Well, I guess I'll call the movie theater. All right, how are you going to get there? Okay, well, so the." The kid became a problem solver, and not co- not coincidentally, all their kids are like massive overachievers, very successful. Okay? Shocking. Yeah, right. 
So that's all I think. Again, people are so bent out of shape because they think, oh, you guys don't like poor people or you're not you're not sympathetic. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that the loving thing, the, the right thing, the good thing is to teach people how to take responsibility. Dude, that's exactly 100 percent the truth. And yeah. if people can't understand that, you need to be wearing a fucking helmet going through your day to day life. In right. fact, if you can't understand that, I'll send you a helmet. How about that? <laughs> yeah. No, you know, for it. real. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, dude, you shouldn't be operating functioning in society. Because you're not going to make it. Right. Right. What's kind of crazy is that, um, and we've talked about this before, the irony of it is, is that the people who, when all said and done, are the ones who really do need help. Like, they, they need a little support. They're the ones that are usually not waiting around for it. They're the ones who are taking the bull by the horns, and they're making the most of their lives. You Those know? are the people I love. Yeah. The people, the pe- dude, those are the people I look for to try to help. Yeah. The people who are already helping themselves, the people who are, who are probably struggling really, really hard, but they're also working really, really fucking hard. Dude, those are the people that I, they'll never, the people that never ask for help are the people that I try to help. I try right. to find them. I try to like, you know, I watch from afar and see what's going on. And I try to like, I don't know, like ninja spy on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know they're never going to ask me. But those are the people that deserve the help. Yeah. Those are the people that are going to take whatever it is, however you help them, as an investment in them. And actually, there will be a return, not to you, but to the next generation of people. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I love that. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I am all for that. Like, dude, I'm all for government assistance, too, by the way. I just think there's certain parameters that need to be met. Right. I think you need to be fucking... You can't be doing this shit where you walk into every fucking location of a store and, hey, can I get a job application so I can show my officers so I can qualify for my fucking aid? No, motherfucker, you can't. Right. Okay? So so I think you should, you know, you know, there's a number of things that, that we can get into this, but, it, I mean, you know, you should be able to fucking pass a drug test. You should be able to fucking, you know, show that you're, that you're trying, like, for real, not just mm-hmm. scamming the system. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more, there's many, many more things, but the point is people do need help, but I think the only people that deserve help are the people that fucking are trying to help themselves. No, ab- no, absolutely right. And we've so, gotten out of control with this shit. You know, let's fucking help this piece of shit drug dealer, blah, 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 who doesn't want to work, who doesn't, you know, oh, well, they've got a disease. It's called drug addiction. Right. Motherfucker. That ain't a fucking disease. Right. Okay. A drug addiction is a disease. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get a bunch of shit on this because people here got family members and all this shit. Motherfucker, your family member right now who's addicted to heroin chose to fucking do that. They chose to do the heroin. They chose to blah, blah, blah. And yes, it's a shame. I'm sorry. It sucks. I've had family members too that have been all into drugs and ruined their lives because of drugs. I've had family members go to prison for 11, 12, 13 years because of drugs. Okay? I fucking know it really well. But I also know whose fucking fault it is. It's theirs. Hmm. All right? And, hmm. you know, you want to talk about enabling. Look at these motherfuckers who enable these people on drugs. You know, once your person, once your little family, your little Johnny gets on the fucking H juice, dude, it's time to cut them off. Period. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. You know, my wife's a doctor. And, and in the medical field, this is like, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of frustration and there's a ton of um, just like wringing your your hands and just wanting to pull your head out because there are so many people who continually go to the doctor for lifestyle reasons, for lifestyle decisions. And yet we've gotten in our, in our 
Explain that. In other words, they're not they're not in a bad way because they have some genetic disease that literally they could not have chosen. They have they they're in are, a bad way because they buy seven two liters of fucking regular coke and right, drink it every day. Right, and they're and they're smoking six packs a day and they're and they're coming back. And here's what's kind of crazy is that we live in a culture Dude. where my wife cannot tell uh, a morbidly obese person you're fat. Like you're, that's your problem. Your problem is not that you're. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the whole problem here. Okay. Right. The whole problem here is two, twofold. One, we can't tell people the truth without being a jerk. Two, people can't hear the truth without that person being a jerk. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Three, if we want to add to it, there's no self-awareness. You know, when you have tro- problems walking up fucking stairs or you need a fucking scooter to drive around fucking Walmart. It's probably not a good idea to be buying $250 of food stamps worth of fucking regular Coke and fucking Cadbury eggs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, it's just, there's just, at what point is, is, is enough enough? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get it, dude. I've struggled my weight my whole life, but I also have the ability to look in my mirror and say, Andy, you're a fat motherfucker. It's time to fucking do some work. Right. Which is why I'm down 35 fucking pounds since January 4th. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm fucking doing the work because I looked in the mirror and I said, you're a fat fuck. And that's it. Right. And I wish some other people would have told me that on the way up to being a fat fuck so I wouldn't have let it get so far out of hand. Right. You know what I'm saying? But nobody tells you because they're too pussy. Right. So this, this, is, this is off off the rails people are going to think i've completely lost it i like to think of myself as a very you know i'm a compassionate guy we've talked about this i i I really do like to help people but as i think about the whole situation like with so many people's medical situation how would our culture be different if 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 a doctor could say to a patient who comes to see them regularly all right did you do what i told you to do last time did you do any of the exercises I told you to do? No. Did you take the medicine that I told you to take? No. All right, well, I'm not going to see you again until you do that. Like, literally, you cannot come back for treatment until you show proof that you've done this. Look, and, and you know what their answer? You know what people's answer? This is where I'm going to – I'm probably going to get emails too. Who cares? Okay. The, answer that, a lot of, the too- answer that a lot of people sit, give is, well, you know what's going to happen to that person? What's that? They're going to die. Well, you so, know what? Maybe, so what? maybe Survival the, of the fittest. Well, no, no I mean, I'm not going to go that. What I'm going to say is, is that maybe the fear of death will kick them in the pants. You know what? I will fucking say that. I will say that. I, dude, my dad's best friend died of fucking lung cancer at fucking 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, my dad's 72 years old, 71 years old now. How much life did that man miss? Because he couldn't fucking take responsibility of not mm-hmm. doing those things. Mm-hmm. Missed his kids growing up. Mrs. fucking friends, Mrs. family. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I totally get it. But like, but, dude, that's not cool. Yeah. No, I agree. That's not cool. It's not and cool. It's not, and I'm not fucking picking on him, and and you know particularly, but like, dude, I could pick on myself. Look at okay, dude. I go through immense amounts of stress, immense amounts of stress. For what? For what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I should be doing something to fix that. I'm addicted to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I need to fix that. You know what I mean? But I know I need to fix it. Right. You know, I don't know, man. No, it's, I mean, but, but you see my point is that if people yes, understood, if people understood. Everybody listening sees your point. Yeah. Everybody listening to this podcast is fucking amen, hallelujah, and 
motherfuckers. Yeah. Because, like, dude, I'm telling you, people are tired of it. The reason people are out, dude, <laughs> all right. The reason people are out supporting Donald Trump like they are, and like, again, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm for what's right before all you motherfuckers start bombarding me with shit. The reason people are out supporting him is because he believes in personal responsibility. And people are fucking tired of the let's make up for all this time that things were wrong or let's let's fucking take care of all these people. Let me give my tax dollars to people who fucking won't even work. Fuck that. I'm sorry. I'm tired of that. Everybody's fucking Tyler, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Are you fucking tired of that? Yeah, I'm not I'm not part of the one percent. No, but I don't want to. And you got people who fucking say, oh, taxes blah 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 you need to pay your fair motherfucker i pay more taxes in one year you're gonna pay your entire life mm-hmm. so fuck your fair share shit not just total but percentage wise exactly yes you yeah. know and dude people don't fucking think about it you know the reason there's and a how prop- many people do you employ that's 110 the, that, people yeah, yeah. dude the, the other thing and by the way you get paid last by the way when things aren't good you're the first one that takes pay cut mm-hmm. okay and <clears throat> Let's think about this, too, on top of that, all right? You're talking about all these things that we have a problem with when it comes to personal responsibility and being frustrated, being angry, and being upset. You know, we wouldn't have a cash flow problem in the United States if everybody paid taxes. But you know why we have a cash flow problem in the United States? Because not everybody pays fucking taxes, and so when they're like, oh, let's make the rich motherfuckers pay more, that's because the fucking people at the bottom are paying shit. Half of them aren't filing returns. Half of them are fucking claiming all cash. You know, they're not claiming their shit. Like, dude, everybody should pay this. I'm getting off on political shit, but everybody should pay the same amount. If everybody paid the same amount percentage-wise, let's say flat tax, like what, uh, what's his face wants, Rubio, or who is it, Rubio or fucking Cruz wants it? I think it's Rubio. One of them wants flat tax 15%. If everybody paid 15%, we'd have far more fucking money. But they don't think of it like that. Instead, they've convinced people that these rich motherfuckers don't pay any taxes when in reality, they pay more in taxes in one fucking year, dollar-wise, than you will fucking pay your entire life. But they got to pay their fucking fair share. It's a fucking joke. I think that's why... I think that's why America... I mean, we... That's obviously why... The current political scene is so crazy. Is because Dude, people the, are starting. The, the, to... the current political scene is so crazy because it's what I text you about. Mm-hmm. It's a whiplash. Mm-hmm. All right, we went so far one way the last eight years. We're seeing an equal and it, it's it, it's an equal fucking whiplash the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All the people who sat back and fucking didn't agree with the shit for the last eight years now they're pissed and they're riled up and they're fucking going crazy. And that's right. why we're seeing people get their ass beat and fucking. Things and all this, which, by the way, wouldn't happen if people went to their own rallies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. you know, it's the same mentality of uh, people on Facebook. Like when you type something on Facebook on your fucking page and then somebody comes on saying, you know what? I disagree with you and I'm never shopping at your company again. And fuck you and blah, blah, blah. Like, look, motherfucker, this is my page. Right. This ain't your page. If you have your views, post them on your page. If you have your views, how about this? Go to the support, the motherfucker that you support, instead of going to somebody else's rally. Right. Like, dude, if I go to a fucking Blackhawks game wearing blue shit and fucking screaming for the blues, there's a good chance I'm going to get punched in the fucking face. 
especially if you're especially if you're confrontational to to that's to what Black I'm saying. If, yeah, I, yeah. if I go to fucking uh, Blackhawks game in Chicago, and I'm wearing my blue shit, which I would do, and I'm unruly. Okay, right. if I went there and I fucking sat there and I'm like in the blue score, I cheer, and right. I was a respectful fan. The fans are going to treat you with respect. Right. But if I go in there and go to everybody, fuck you in the Blackhawks jerseys, motherfuckers, it's no different. You're going to get right. your ass punched right in the face. Right. No. I, Tell I, me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. You're absolutely, you're absolutely but, but yet, right. But yet now on, on fucking Facebook, everybody's like, oh, fucking Trump supporters are trying to kill everybody that comes to the fucking rallies. Motherfucker. <laughs> that dude trying to run on stage. Yeah. What's going to happen if you run on stage? You're going to get beat up. Period. And I'm not even fucking saying I'm going to vote for Trump. I have no idea who the fuck I'm voting for. Right. But I'm just saying, has some common fucking sense. That dude deserved to get punched in the fucking face and tackled the guy that ran on stage. Right. You know, the guy who got smoked in the face, you know, he was causing a disturbance. Was it right to punch the dude in the face for that old man? No, it wasn't right. But what do you expect is going to happen? Right. You got a 70-year-old man who is in the mentality of, of most 70-year-old men of I've been around the world and I pay my dues and I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Right. Tell me a 70-year-old man, white, black, yellow, red, doesn't matter, that doesn't have that mentality. I pay my dues, fuck you. So I just took a pee break, um, and, it, and I, I'm not going to lie. Tyler's got me, let's see, I've got one, two, three, seven more waters to drink. I've only drank two, which is unusual because usually – I drink five or six waters before I have to pee. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Maybe it's just I, all this fire that I've been getting fired up about. Let's yeah. reel it back in, though, for real. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to get on here and be all political because everybody's got their beliefs. And I respect your beliefs because your beliefs are based around your worldview and perspective that you've been brought up into. We're but, also not anti-poor people. Fuck, dude. Look. I, no. Look. Let's reel it back in. Okay. Whatever your worldview or your fucking perspective is, it's that way for a reason. But if you want to really move forward, which is why you're listening, you have to be able to see why your worldview is what it is and why you think the way that you do. And you have to be open to listening and accepting or, or evaluating, at the very least, other worldviews. Okay? And so... When we talk about personal responsibility, you know, and you're sitting there, you know, maybe not where you want to be, and you're sitting there frustrated, and you're sitting there, you know, this and that, and you're telling yourself, well, I grew up poor, my family's poor. You know what? That's a valid reason. That's a valid reason for you to have poor think in your brain. But it's up to you, personal responsibility, to identify that and fix it so that you can move forward. Am I anti-poor people? No. I had a motherfucker on Instagram try to quote me the other day and said, if you're not rich, you're lazy as fuck. And I was like, dude, he like direct quoted me. He said, this guy's a bully. This is what he, are you fucking serious? You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, people hear what they want to hear. Yeah. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking, oh, Andy fucking hates poor people. No, I don't fucking hate poor people. I want you to be as wealthy as you want to be. I want you to be successful as you want to be. That's why I do this shit for fucking free. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, when you talk about why you are where you are, which is why I recommend the book Third Circle Theory so hard, 
you know, people ask me, is that a real book? Is it a good book? Yeah, it's a fucking great book because it helps figure out, it helps you identify and figure out why you think the way you think. And if you grow up in a household where people were on fucking food stamps and you couldn't afford shit and everybody drank Dr. Pepper all day and fucking smoked cigarettes, guess what you're likely to do with your life? Because that's all you fucking know. But at some point, just like this J.K. Rowling quote, which is great, I've never heard that before. Have you heard that before today? Mm-mm. It's good, isn't it? It's my favorite. Yeah. Somewhere. So just like this quote says, you know, the moment you're old enough to take the wheel, the responsibility lies with you to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be like the next four words on that quote. Right. So if you are this person that we're talking about, you know, I think ultimately you have to be able to accept the fact that every decision that you've made to this point in life has gotten you to where you are you know what i mean at all these decisions that you've made all these things that you've done they've gotten you to where you are what you do at night after work matters what you do on saturday matters what you do on sunday matters just because the rest of the world takes sunday to have sunday fun day and get fucking wasted every fucking sunday and go to work monday hungover and, you know, and then Tuesday, they feel less hungover, so they get a good day at work. Wednesday, they're thinking about Thursday night happy hours, so they don't do shit. Thursday, they're thinking about Thursday night and Friday night, so they don't do shit. Friday, they zone out. Saturday, they're off. Sunday, they're off. So, really, they're working one fucking day a week. Okay? Whose fault is that? <laughs> Everything fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Everything. And people don't realize that. People think that, you know, it's about... The time they clock in at 9 o'clock, the time they go home at 5 or 4 or whatever. You know, and when, when it, in reality, when are people clocked out? They're clocked out not at fucking 5 o'clock. They're clocked out at fucking 1 o'clock right. after lunch. See what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. And it all matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and people are like, man, I work my 60 hours a week. If I don't not get, dude, it's going to take more. It's going to take more. It just takes more. And, and, and it may not take more hours. It might take more focus or more productivity or more effectiveness. Right? Right. So when we talk about this, you know, I work my 40 hours. I do, that's what you're fucking supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. It's not time to celebrate your 40 fucking hours a week. Right. So. And I respect anybody that fucking works. If you work for a living and you are working your 40 hours a week, and you're happy with where you are in life, that is fucking great. I am not judging you. Good for you. That's amazing. But, but the minute it comes to your bitching about it, or why, why you don't have this, or why you're not here, or why this, that, whatever, that's whenever I have a problem with it. Right? Right. So let's reel this shit back in. Okay. Otherwise, we're going to be talking for seven fucking hours. People yeah. are going to be like, eh, this fucking podcast was too long. Well, so... Uh so obviously in funerals, we talk about how the dearly departed impacted us. Let's talk about what we're losing here. Dude. With the, with the demise of personal responsibility. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but why don't you flesh it out? I mean, What are we losing? Dude, we're losing fucking America. I mean, I, I, everybody knows that I'm, I'm, I, like poli- I don't speak much politics on the internet because I don't have time to argue with fucking idiots. Okay? But I, I do have my views politically. I am more than welcome to share them. In a, in a proper environment, which is why I do the revolution tour with Sean Whalen. We, it's a political, hearted talk, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I do that with people who show up and want to hear that because nothing's more annoying than the person who fucking 
spouse their political shit right up your ass all fucking day long. I don't want that. It's annoying. So I try to keep that off the show as much as possible. You know, but but the reality is we have lost America. We've lost the American dream being a fucking proper and worthy goal for people. Right. You know, nowadays it's not cool to be successful anymore. It's not cool to have big dreams anymore. It's you know what's cool? Being average. And that's that's what's cool. You know, right. it's not fucking cool. Right. We've I lost mean, that, you I, know. Um, it's 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 too bad that I have to state the obvious, but I mean people when you go back to the original, you know, seventeen seventy six, people always like to focus on all the all the rich white men that founded the country. Well, no, but to think about it, I mean let's think about this. Literally the history of our country, literally the American dream, is poor immigrants who had nothing come over, work hard, and make something of themselves. I mean, that's America. Dude. I mean, I'm re- reducing it to one thing, but that that's America, dude, right? I dude, mean, isn't that true? Dude, my grandpa came to this country with nothing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my grandpa adopted my dad, okay? Because my dad's biological father was killed in World War II, all right? So my grandmother remarried, and the man that we call my grandpa, which was my my dad's adoptive father came to America in 1903 with fucking nothing. All right. He started a business with nothing. He raised 12 fucking kids with nothing. All right. My dad, because he observed that work ethic, became an entrepreneur. He went out and started a business. He became successful in business. Okay. And my dad was pretty fucking successful in business. All right. Now, here I am, third generation. I observed what my dad did, which was predicated off of what my grandfather did with nothing. And here we are. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Absolutely, which ties into what you said earlier. Okay, so, so people say, but you grew up with, with blah, blah, a visual, seeing all this stuff. And I did. That's my advantage. But that advantage is predicated off somebody who started with fucking nothing and took responsibility. It's generational responsibility. So while you might be broke as shit right now, and you might be thinking, oh, it's not fucking fair, why don't you think about three generations down the road and what your name's going to mean then? Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Absolutely. And the, and the opposite is true, too. There are a lot of really hardworking... People can't just say, oh, that was your advantage. Because, frankly, there are a lot of really hardworking fathers who, has, who have lazy sons. You know, so it's not this. That's what auto- happens when you give him everything. Yeah, there's not this automatic transfer- transference. Yeah, he gave you know he gave me and Sal the fucking basics. I'll tell you what he did give me. He gave me the ability to fucking figure shit out on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, dude. A lot of people will look at my dad and look at the way that we, me, my brother and I, were raised by him, and really fucking judge him harshly. Like, for example. When we would go to his house on the weekends, because my parents were divorced from a very young age when I was five years old, we would go to his house, and there would be nothing to eat. My dad was a bachelor. There'd be nothing to eat in his fucking house. There was microwave chicken sandwiches. He would buy them at Sam's, and like, dude, that was it. And he didn't make us food or take us to eat or anything. It was like, all right, you had a choice between saltine crackers, hot sauce, mustard, and fucking grilled chicken sandwiches. And you know what? You'd be amazed at what you could fucking do with those four items together. You can make some good fucking shit, all right? <laughs> but the point is, is that, dude, we were taught to take care of ourselves. You know, he let us do whatever we wanted to do. If we got hurt, we got hurt. 
you know, when we did bad shit, we got in trouble. I mean, the point is, is that <clears throat> she's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't, he didn't buy us fucking video games and sit us down in front of them, you, you know? And, right. and I, no, I mean, it goes back. To I what mean, dude, saying. we had those talks before we go play soccer when we were little and, and it was like, go fucking out there and kill these other kids, you know? And people are like, oh my God, I can't believe he taught you that. Why can't you believe that? Is that not what the world's like? Do you not get put in a competitive atmosphere even if you're working at McDonald's? Do you not need to know how to compete and how to fucking win? I would say that's probably the most important thing you need to learn how to fucking do. You know, and you got everybody right now hearing this being like, dude, you're fucking savage. You're fucking heartless. No, motherfucker, I have a heart, which is why I want to win so that my kids have the opportunity to fucking see that so they'll win too. It's more, more, you know, simple-minded people think it's about money. It's not about fucking money. It's about fucking winning. Right. You know, when we talk about what we've lost, let's talk about that. Because we talk about, you know, families. And I, I mentioned families earlier because <clears throat> nowadays we have these parents not taking responsibility for their own fucking kids. And the kids don't take responsibility for obeying their parents. It's a vicious circle. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't take responsibility for obeying your fucking boss or bad mom. Think about these parents that have problems with their kids bad mouthing or talking back. Where do you think they got that? Right. They right. sure as fuck didn't get it from you coming home every day and bitching about your boss and saying how your boss is a piece of shit and blah blah blah, right? Oh, heaven forbid, no. <laughs> right. You know, <clears throat> dude, other things, you know, how about getting along with each other? Black, white, gray, you know, gay, straight, yellow, red, it doesn't matter. Everybody's blaming everybody else for all these different things. You know, everybody's a victim. Everybody's fucking racist. Everybody's sexist. Everybody's homophobic. You know, motherfucker, it, it, it's just gotten out of hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is true. Like, how can we possibly all get along if we're blaming everyone? Dude, you if can't. If we're blaming the other person. You can't. Yeah. And like, it, all these problems that we talk about and, and, you know, the lack of self-esteem, legitimately feeling good about ourselves. Why? Do we not, why do we have all these depressions and all these things? You know, why, why do we have people blowing up schools and shooting people for no fucking reason? Why has that gone up so much? You know, how can anybody feel good if you don't allow them to accomplish anything? You know, that comes, it's just, dude, all these problems come from the same point of not taking responsibility for your own actions, for your own self, for your own life. I mean, dude, we could just beat this to death all mm-hmm. fucking day long. But at the end of the day, you know, <clears throat> we've lost the personality of America. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that unless something changes drastically and change starts with, you know, you make that joke about Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror. Change starts with the fucking man in the mirror. And unless we fucking change the way we start looking at things and what we celebrate and what we think is cool and what we think is great. Dude, we're going to lose America. We're going to lose the personality of America. Mm-hmm. You know, like, think about what the personality of this country was growing up. It was hardworking Americans. I think if you try to say that right now, I think people will fucking laugh in your face. You know what I mean? I, I know they would. They would say that that's the, that's the myth that politicians created over the course of the, the last two, 200 years to make our country feel good about the, itself. Dude. Hardworking Americans, fuck. Go look at every fucking, fe- go, you know, we, we were fortunate to live in the Midwest 
which everybody calls flyover states. But I actually think it's one of the most beautiful parts of the whole entire country. Absolutely. Okay? I agree. And, and a lot of people don't get to experience what we do. But, I mean, dri- take a drive across the river through Illinois right now and look at all the fucking farm fields. All right? Realize that every fucking one of those fields used to be a forest covered with fucking trees. Okay? Now, think about clearing those fields without fucking equipment, without fucking, you know, tractors, without fucking heavy excavators, bulldozers. All right? Think about this shit. That's fucking work. That's man shit. You see what I'm saying? We don't have that fucking anymore. Dude, think about the first scene of Saving Private Ryan. You know, the very first scene, the first time I saw Saving Private Ryan, I was just, like, shocked at, like, just the balls of Mm -hmm. that fucking generation. Everybody knows the scene. You know, they're on the fucking boat. They're driving in. Dudes start yelling. They roll the fucking door down, and all of a sudden, it's just 20 dudes are fucking just dead. Yeah. Dudes are jumping off. You know, dude, we don't have that anymore. We don't have that fucking courage like that anymore. Are are there are there people who are fucking that have that? Yes, there are, and they're in the military. But I mean, dude, our average Americans, they're not willing to fucking do that shit anymore. You know what I mean? They're worried about, you know, that's somebody else's job. I hope I'm wrong, but I've often wondered like if a foreign army rolled into America. Like like obviously our military I still think people would pick up and you fucking think so? do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the point is is that it's definitely not as badass as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and like what people think work is is not fucking work. You know, and, and everybody's like, Andy, you talk about working hard and you work at a fucking office. Yeah, I also grew up in a family of fucking construction and I know what it's like to pour concrete forms or finish concrete or work on a foundation crew or paint a fucking stripes in a parking lot in two hundred fucking degree heat. I know what that shit's about. You know, you know, part of the reason I am where I am is because I don't want to go back to doing that. And I don't have a fucking college degree, so if shit goes bad here, guess what I want to be doing? <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know why I don't want to do it? Because it's fucking hard. I like coming to work in the air conditioning. Call me a bitch. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I took responsibility for myself to fucking decide that I didn't want to do those things, so I created this new thing that I don't have to do that stuff. And there's nothing... Dude... My favorite people in the world, because it's the people I grew up around, are like construction, blue-collar people. Those are the people I grew up with. That's my family. If I go to a family event, my family event is all people who work for a living. You know, they bust my balls, you know, because they all really work. And I'm like, you know, always the guy talking about work. (laughs) But I get work. They know. They respect me. They know I know how to fucking work. You know what I mean? But, you know... I don't know, man. I'm frustrated. I know people are frustrated, you know, and I hope that, you know, I hope that people will start with themselves taking back because we still have, we, I would argue right now we have more opportunity to be successful and to take control of our lives than we've ever had before. Okay. And the speed at which we can succeed in this country right now is definitely at a much faster rate than ever has been before. You think about my dad in business, you know, when he wrote a letter, he had to fucking put it in an envelope and like lick the motherfucker and like close it. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have the fucking sticker ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you you know what that tastes like? Shit tastes terrible. You know, most of these fucking kids now, they don't even know that taste. They didn't even know the taste of a fucking envelope. 
Go to the fucking Office Depot and get a motherfucking envelope that you have to lick. You know what I'm saying? Now, imagine doing that as many times as we text or write an email or communicate. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then waiting. So send your emails out and then wait five days before you get to check your email again. That's the pace at which they had to work. Now we have these social media, which is free. We have the ability to create a brand for ourselves, which is free. We have the ability to reach people on a massive scale, which is free. They used to have to pay for that. Right. We have the ability to communicate instantly, which is free. We have all these tools, but we have the most excuses of all time. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody right now who's sitting there saying, fuck that, I'm going to take charge, motherfucker, you're the guy, you, you're the guy who's going to end up ruling the fucking capitalist earth because most people aren't doing it. They're not doing it. They're talking about doing it. Gary and I had a fucking, a real conversation about people who come to our events. I call them success zombies. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The people who will pay anything, read anything, do everything they can to educate their brain and never actually do it. Right. That's what we're living with right now. You know, and, and, and you guys, especially you young guys, man, young guys, when I say guys, I mean men and women. You young guys, fuck. Dude, I would kill to trade places with you. Dude, 20, 19, 17, 18, 19, 20. Oh, my God. Dude, you can have all my shit, figure out how to change back. You know, there's your guarantee. You're guaranteed to have all the shit I have and make the money I make. Most people will be like, yeah, I'll fucking take that, right, when you're 20 years old? Right. Fuck, dude, I would take the uncertainty over that anytime. Because there is no real uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's the result of just like a cake. You put the shit in, you put it in the oven, and something comes out. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I look, we've got an opportunity, and, and especially with the elections going, I'm going to go a little political here. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for or tell you who I'm going to fucking vote for. I said in the past I was going to vote for Trump. I'm not sure I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm not sure because I like some of the things the other guys are saying. But, but what I will say this is be open-minded and realize and be aware of your worldview while you're evaluating these candidates. While you're evaluating what these people are saying to you, think about why you think the way you do. And think about how you would think if you came from a successful family or you were an entrepreneur. Because eventually you're going to be and those choices you make now are going to fucking affect you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So don't think about voting on somebody for what they're promising you now. Think about voting for somebody for the person who you're going to be in five years or ten years. Right? That's a good word. Right. That's a good word. Okay. So let me just wrap it up with this. You know, when you give up personal responsibility and you put everything on somebody else, you lose yourself. Okay? We've lost our identity as human beings in America right now. And I think it's temporary. I don't think it's I don't think it's forever. I think it's temporary. But Instead of people who have wills and can make choices and make an impact and make a difference, we become these little robots who say, oh, I have no choice. I must automatically respond as a victim to any circumstance that arises. I must obey my parents. I must be like my peer group. I must like my neighborhood association. I must agree with my political leaders and, my, and I must uh, abide by my economic class, my race, my gender or whatever. Like, look, we're fucking people. 
We have free will in this country. We have freedom in this country. And people who say we don't, you're full of shit. This is the freest fucking place on earth. Still. All right? We have the most opportunity on earth. Still. You have to find the responsibility within yourself to take advantage of that. And if you want to sit back and be a victim and be a bitch and be a pussy your entire life and do nothing, create nothing, be nothing, and want that for your children and the next generation that gr- that, that, that grows under your tree, by all means, keep doing what you fucking do. But you're not making it any easier for you. You're not creating a worthy legacy and you're not going to be shit because nobody's going to come give you a damn thing in life. All I do is work, 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 work on the side.